Hello, friends, and welcome to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn Sieper. It is fantastic to have you here. Um, this is episode number one, and I'm giving you just a little introductory piece before we get into the actual episode itself um, for a couple reasons. Number number one, I need to tell you that this episode is basically an introduction to the project itself. So a little bit about how it came to be, um, what it is, why I'm doing it, what to expect in the future, all that different kind of stuff. Um, but the second reason is because uh, I want to let you know that the episode was actually recorded um, in a hotel room on the memos app of my phone um, back in July. And uh, I'll give you more details around that in the episode, but I recorded this in a very, um, what I would say is important period, important season um, of my life. And so I really, it's so funny because you can hear like an air conditioner in the background and stuff, but I just recorded it kind of off the cuff and I was just filled with so much excitement um, in the moment of what was going on in my life at that moment. Um, And I really decided just to keep the episode the way that it is. I thought about coming home, kind of writing a little bit of a script to kind of go with. So I had some bullet points to make and stuff, but I don't know. I just like the rawness of the way that this feels. And I think it's really cool. I think it'll be cool, like, you know, a hundred episodes down the road uh, to look back on that moment um, in that hotel room in the middle of July, in the middle of nowhere, uh, recording this podcast episode. So I decided to keep it. And the other thing I wanted to tell you is that um, if you listen to a lot of podcasts like I do, most of them are like very well produced. You have introductions, you have um, little things at the end about, you know, thanking people for listening and kind of what to expect, you know, next week. And there's music and stuff in between pieces of the podcast. And and there's going to be some of that. Like I'm going to try to have, you know, what they call an outro at the end of the episode where, um, you know, just thanking people for listening, pointing them to the direction of the Facebook page, the website. You know, if you enjoyed this, please leave a rating on iTunes, that kind of thing. But for the most part, like there's not going to be a whole lot of production, and it's not that I don't I don't want to do it or that I can't do it. It's just that I'm in this season of my life. I have to be really diligent about where I, I spend my time. Uh, as most of you might know, I'm finishing up a doctoral program. I'm in my last semester, so I'm finishing up some really major papers for that. Um, and also trying to finish up my dissertation that's due by Christmas. And then I defend that in the spring, hopefully graduate in May. Um, I'm a husband. We have a a toddler, we have a one-year-old at home, and I work a retail job. So my hours are like literally all over the place, and I work about 40 to 45 minutes from home depending on uh, traffic. So kind of a crazy season of life right now, so just don't have all the time in the world to sit in front of my computer and uh, do some really cool editing and things like that. But that stuff will probably come you know, down the road uh, once school is over and stuff like that, but that's just kind of where we're at. Now, so again, uh, this is a brief introduction to the What If Project. It was recorded in a hotel room in Hot Springs, North Carolina. You can hear the air conditioner blowing in the background. Um, it was a ridiculously awesome weekend that I was, uh, reason I was there. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in the podcast. And um, hey, thank you so much for stopping by and um, enjoy the episode. And we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the What If Project. This is episode one, episode number one of the podcast. Uh, It feels good to be doing this again. Um, 
You might remember morningencouragement.com. That was my um, previous blog and podcast that had been going on for a long time. Took a little bit of a hiatus, uh, some time away. Uh, Did some, um, I don't know, some soul searching and uh, put my nose to the grind at school and been busy with some stuff and um, the What If Project has kind of evolved and uh, I'm super excited to share it with you and uh, this episode, episode number one, is just kind of like an uh, introduction uh, to what the What If Project is all about and what you can expect um, going forward from here and I'm actually, right now, this is amazing, I'm actually in a hotel room um, in Mars Hill, North Carolina, uh, just outside of Hot Springs, North Carolina, which is near Asheville, and uh, I'm at the Wild Goose Festival, and uh, the Wild Goose Festival is this gathering of people from all walks of life um, who come together to uh, learn more about their faith, more about God, more about the Jesus way, more about uh, their place in the world. And I mean, there are people from all walks of life, people from all over the country, even different parts of the world, I think, have come. Um, there are black people, white people, Asian people, gay people, straight people. I mean, you name it, everybody is here and uh, just having a great time. And it's just a, a place that welcomes everybody from all areas of life. And um, it's a really, really beautiful thing. So anyway... Uh, today, so so funny, uh, today I was uh, going to this session at the festival uh, where a guy named Doug Paget was um, recording uh, live an episode of his podcast. Now, if you don't know Doug Paget, um, I have a book right in front of me that I actually brought with me uh, that I'm reading for school called An Emergent Manifesto of Hope. And uh, he and Tony Jones edited this book. Um, and he's written other books. He pastors a, um, a very different kind of church called Solomon's Porch. He's got multiple podcasts. He's, he's a big deal. Like, he's got the blue star next to his name on his Twitter account, right? Like, he's, he's verified on Twitter. So he, he's, a big, he's a big deal. So anyway, he's recording his podcast. And beforehand, he says to the crowd, there's maybe like 15 or 20 of us sitting there. He says, hey, um, does anybody here have their own podcast? So I raised my hand and I, I kind of like waved my hand a little bit. He's like, he's like, you got one? I said, yeah, well, kind of. I said, it's in the process. It's in the, the brainstorming process. So it's not really out there yet, um, but it's, it's coming. So, okay, well, I might call you up here to talk about it uh, on my podcast. I'm like, all right, you know, that should be interesting. Um, so he's recording the podcast, interviewing a couple other people. And he points to me, he's like, you want to come up? And I mean, I'm, 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 uh, yeah, sure, I'll come up and talk about it. So I come up and he starts asking me, you know, what's the podcast? I told him it's the What If Project. And then he asked me, you know, what it's about, give some background. And that's really what I want to do for you guys right here. You know, so I figured I just, I just got done literally a few hours ago talking to him about this um, on his podcast. And I thought I would come back to the hotel room and uh, share it with you as well. And I uh, give you, again, a little bit of a, a look as to where this thing uh, may be going down the road. And I say maybe going because, 
plans are always tentative. You know, I think we always draw up blueprints to be a certain way, uh, but those blueprints might change uh, as we go along. So the what if project. Uh, I, I have, I used to do the pastor thing. Okay. I used to pastor a church. I've pastored two churches and I got to say, there was a lot of things about pastoring a church that I really, really enjoyed. Um, lots of things. Um, I loved meeting with people. You know, I loved even visiting sick people, people who were, um, we will call them shut-ins, right? They couldn't leave their house and bring communion to them. Um, I loved preaching every Sunday, leading Bible studies, um, you know, vacation Bible school. I, I loved all of that stuff. Um, but there was a, a lot of things I didn't really like. Not a, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were a handful of things I didn't really like that kind of, I felt like, stole the joy away from the things that I did like. And a lot of it was like the politics, for lack of a better word, of the church. Um, politics of the church meaning like, there's always, everybody's got an opinion. Uh, everybody thinks everything should be done a certain way. And uh, you kind of have to learn how to play that game. You know, there are some powerful people in every church, people who hold the power, whether it's with their money, with their influence, whatever. And you got to deal with those personalities in a very unique and special way. And some people are really gifted at that. And some people enjoy it. They're very good at it. I'm just not. I just, I just found it completely bothersome and annoying, uh, just to be really honest with you. Um, so the politics of the church, that, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, the second thing that kind of stole the joy away from the things that I did like uh, is that I felt like on Sunday mornings when I would preach that I had to preach from the context of a box. Um, and I'll explain that. I'm, I'm an explorer by nature. Right? I like to explore like the Bible. I like to explore the scriptures. I like to explore different meanings, different understandings, different interpretations of stories. Um, and I was always free to do that as long as I came to the conclusions that were pre-described for me in my denomination or in my, um, in my path of, of church. So, for instance, if I opened up a, a parable of Jesus and I didn't come to the exact conclusion that was already made in, um, in the denomination, whether it's in textbooks, it's in other sermons, um, it's things that had been decided on, it's this is the way that we believe, this is the way that it is. If I didn't come back to that main point, um, then there was like an emergency meeting after church to talk about what they were going to do with me that kind of thing. And I just found that very bothersome. Like, you know, the church I was in was a Reformed church. I remember one time I preached something, and uh, Reformed churches oftentimes are very um, big on um, what they would call um, predestination. So predestination meaning that God decides beforehand who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. And I kind of preached a sermon that was like mm, skirting on the outside of that, saying maybe that's not really the best way to understand things. And I thought like I was going to get lynched after church. I mean, people were not happy. And I actually had somebody meet me in my office and sit down. I don't know where they got this book, but they handed me a book and said I should read it um, because I clearly didn't understand the Bible. So like those kind of things are just annoying to me, right? So that's the second thing. Third thing is that I always felt like, like whether it was in board meetings or staff meetings, whatever, like the conversation was always go back to like, how do we get people to come to our church? 
And you, the pastor, are the main spiritual magnet. So how are you, what are you going to do this month that's different than what you did last month to try to get more people into the church? More and more people have to come to our church. Not the church down the street, not the church downtown, our church. What are you going to do to get more people to come to our church? Right, so the politics, preaching the Bible from a box, and trying to get more people to come to church. I just found those things to be so like life-sucking, like just sucking the life and the joy out of the things that I really enjoyed. So again, it's not that I, I didn't leave pastoring because like I don't believe in God or because I don't believe in the church or because I'm fed up and angry with the church, nothing like that at all. It's just, I just don't, I don't feel like I fit there. And right now I'm in this, it's interesting, I'm in a doctoral program in Alliance Theological Seminary. And uh, first, like three quarters of the program were really like gut-wrenching, soul-searching stuff. And I came to the conclusion that like, I'm just not wired to do that. And actually, I had the head of the doctoral program sit me down one day and he said to me, you have to stop trying to be what you think everyone wants you to be. Like, you have to stop trying to be the pastor that you're not and just be yourself. And so that's what I'm doing right now. This, that's what this What If Project um, is kind of at the foundation of this project is I'm just trying to be me and just figure out exactly what it is that God has for me to bring to the world. Okay, so What If Project. The What If Project with those three things in mind uh, is going to explore um, two basic questions. And I use the word explore very deliberately uh, because I'm not trying to answer questions. I'm exploring. Okay, Exploring means we're going to take a look at these two questions. We may come up with some answers. We may not come up with some answers. Right? If I come up with an answer, if I say I'm here to answer the question, that means like I have a deliberate answer in mind that I want you to know what it is. No. I want to take you uh, with me on this journey to explore these questions. So question number one, what if there are ways of understanding the Bible and the stories of the Bible that are different than the ways in which we typically do? What if there are ways of understanding the Bible and the stories of the Bible that are different than the ways in which we typically do? Um, in other words, you know, what if the, the culture, what if the background of the Bible, what if these things actually mean more to our understanding and application of it than we ever thought possible. Um, for instance, an example, um, the story of Adam and Eve in the Bible. Um, Adam and Eve, the church oftentimes typically sees Adam and Eve as what? The very first people, right? They're the first humans, um, and from them, the entire human race came to be. Uh, you can trace all the way back, you know, the, the genealogies all the way back, and you will come to Adam and Eve. And the story of Genesis is how God created the earth. Maybe it was six days, seven days, maybe it was seven weeks, maybe it was seven hundred days, whatever, but that's the pattern that God used to create uh, the entire cosmos, the cosmos, uh, the universe, whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, it's, it's a literal type of thing. Okay. That's one way to understand it. I'm not trying to come against you if that's what you believe. That's cool. But I want to explore something different. Okay, what if it's, it's not the case? Okay, what if it means something else? 
For example, scholars say that um, the story of Adam and Eve in the early parts of, of Genesis were written during the, Babylon, uh, the Babylonian exile. And the Babylonian exile was when the, the people of, of Israel were exiled out of the promised land because of their disobedience to God. And so they're in exile, and they write these early parts of Genesis. Now, what if they weren't writing the early parts of Genesis, uh, the story of Adam and Eve, for example, uh, to show how God created the universe, but what if they were writing the story of Adam and Eve um, almost as a, a picture of their own spiritual journey to depict to their ancestors who, or, who would follow, the people who would, the generations that would follow, uh, this is not how you want to live your life. Okay, don't do what we did. Okay, for, here, follow me. Adam and Eve. Adam was uh, created out of the dust of the ground, the Bible says. Um, created out of the dust. God created him out of the dust and plopped him into the Garden of Eden, the perfect, holy garden, right? The perfect garden. He gives Adam one rule. Do not eat from that tree. So what's Adam do? And Eve, right? They go and they eat from the tree. Then what happens? God dresses them and exiles them out of the garden and into the darkness of the world. Okay. Israel. Israel, like Adam, was brought up out of the dust of Egypt. Uh, They were enslaved in Egypt. God removed them from that dusty place, right? Raised them out of the dust and put them into the promised land, the the land of Canaan. And in the promised land, uh, they were given basically a whole bunch of laws, but the, the big law was, you shall have no other God before me. Do not worship any other idols. What does Israel do? They worship countless idols, right? And God tells them that they're to be um, welcoming to all other nations. Well, then they they don't do that, right? So they break these rules. They break these commands. So what does God do? He exiles them out of the promised land and into captivity in Babylon. And so again, we see parallels between the story of Adam and Eve and the story of the nation of Israel. So again, what if, right? What if the, the story of Adam and Eve is not a story of how God created humanity, but it's a story of what happens when humanity disobeys God. Um, and a, a kind of a picture of the, the people of Israel to future generations of don't do this because it's going to get you stuck just like it did us. Okay, so what if? What if that's the way to understand it? What does that mean? What are the implications of that? How does that then reapply to our lives today? So I want to explore questions like, like that, okay? Uh, number two, second question that we're going to explore. Uh, what if there are ways of bringing church to people instead of trying to always bring or sometimes drag people to church? Um, on Palm Sunday this past year, I actually went um, out onto the streets uh, of North Carolina wearing um, jeans, a t-shirt, and a priest's uh, stole and I had a handful of palm branches with an invite card to my blog. And I walked around to local businesses. I said, hey, my name is Glenn. I'm a local pastor and writer and a blogger. Um, and it's, it's Palm Sunday today. It's a pretty big deal in the church. And uh, I just wanted to give you this symbol of Palm Sunday, this palm branch, 
and let you know that God loves you. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And that was it. And I went around, and some people thought I was insane, which I kind of am. Uh, and other people were really taken aback and really excited and happy and, and thankful that I gave this to them. And uh, they, they took it, and we talked for a little bit, and it was a really cool experience. But it was this idea of bringing church to people instead of trying to go and drag people into church. It was meeting people on their turf, on their ground, in the place where they spend their time. Maybe those people didn't want to go to church. Maybe they didn't feel welcome at church, or maybe they had a work. They wanted to go, but they had a work. But whatever the case may be, it was an effort to bring church to them. Uh, so again, what if there are ways of understanding the Bible that are different than how we usually do? And what if there are ways to bring church to people instead of always trying to bring people to church? Now, uh, these two questions will be explored uh, through a number of different uh, avenues. And uh, there's five in particular. And I haven't decided yet um, if they're going to, as of the, as of the recording of this, which is, uh, what is the date today? July 13th. Uh, yeah, July 13th. So... I'm probably going to release this episode end of August, so probably a month and a half. From now, I'll have it ironed out. At this point, though, uh, kind of recording this while I'm at the Wild Goose Festival, still trying to figure out the details. Again, I don't know if all these avenues are going to roll out at once, if they're going to come out in phases, but we'll see. We'll get to that. But here's the five avenues. Uh, number one, it's going to be a weekly blog. Uh, that's going to come out right away. Um, I love to write. Um, I'd mentioned earlier, maybe you followed morningencouragement.com. That was my previous blog. Um, at one point while running that blog, I blogged for 500 days in a row. 500, that's over, that's like a year and a half straight every day of blogging. Um, and then at the end of those 500 days, I released an ebook that was like 50 pages. Um, I'm in a doctoral program, like I said before, so that's like hundreds of pages of writing. I have 109 pages so far of my dissertation done. I just love to write. Like To me, writing is an art, and I love to communicate my ideas primarily through writing. I feel like that's my greatest strength. I love to read books about writing. I'm just fascinated by it um, all together. So blogging will be the first piece. Um, and then the second piece, which will also roll out right away, um, these two I know are, are for sure going to be right away, um, is a podcast, which is obviously where we are now in episode one. So the podcast is going to be a couple of different things. Number one, it's going to be audio versions of the blogs. So in case you don't have time to read the blog post, you don't have, maybe you don't like to read that much, maybe you don't retain as well when you read, whatever the case may be, uh, there's going to be audio versions. So I'm not just going to necessarily just read it, but I'm going to talk through it a little bit and try to keep it short. So um, try to keep it under 15 minutes. So audio versions of the post. Uh, the second thing there'll be is um, once in a while, I'm thinking maybe like in the, in the fall, I might be able to do maybe two. We'll see. Uh, one or two, maybe none. Again, we'll, I'll figure that out um, over the course of this next month, but there'll be sermons. So I'm going to take a passage of scripture and just as I would talk about it in a church, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast um, and share some different ideas with you. Um, going back to the what if, right? So what if there are ways of understanding this that are different than how we typically do? Uh, probably sermons that would have gotten me into emergency meetings after church and the churches that I uh, pastored. 
Um, and then the third part of the podcast is just going to be interviews. Again, I don't know how o- I don't know how often this is going to be. If it's going to be right away, um, but I have some people on deck who are willing to get on here with me and talk to me about um, their different understandings of the Bible. So there's already people that I know who are kind of already thinking about this what if stuff in their own life, and they're already thinking about the Bible differently. They're already seeing. Uh, the importance of understanding the history and the culture and the background of the text. And, and they're willing to come on and talk to me about that. So we might take a particular passage. I might ask them some questions about it. We might have a conversation about it. And the cool thing is, is that some of the people I'm going to bring on are not people that I necessarily agree with 100%. Um, but that's cool. Like, I'm not going to bring them on to debate with them. Not at all, because I want to understand what they're thinking, because I think that what they're thinking can probably inform my own thinking and I think that we can all learn from each other. So it's going to be a really cool just dialogue with these people. I have friends who are pastors. I have some professors. I even have some authors who might be willing to come on and talk to me as well. So that's the, the podcast. Um, the podcast, again, with the blog, will be rolling out right away. Don't know yet about the interviews slash sermons, how often they will be. Um, probably not as often um, right off the bat because... Um, I am in school trying to finish up my dissertation, so I don't have tons and tons of free time yet. Uh, but more on that to come um, in the next month. And then the, the, the third piece is a, a YouTube channel. Um, two pieces of that. Uh, there would be like a, a vlog where just kind of talking through some different ideas. Maybe there's a, a post that gets a, a lot of hits, so maybe I'll do like a video. Maybe I'll be driving home from work. I work at Apple. Uh, so maybe on my 40-minute ride home, um, I might just prop my phone up um, on the little holder and just talk through something uh, just to give a little bit more emotion to it. Maybe just, you know, um, how I'm taking that particular story, that particular passage, applying it to my life, um, different suggestions about how you can apply it to your life, uh, that kind of thing. And I also want to, later on down the road, experiment with some, like, short films. Um, I'm starting to learn a little bit more about, like, um, iMovie and Final Cut, like video editing. So again, if there's a post that gets a lot of hits, well, let's make a short film about it. We'll shoot some video, we'll have some narration in there, and I'll make like almost like a story to bring that post or that idea um, to to life. And again, um, I don't know how often that's going to be, um, especially when I'm still in school right now, but those are things that are on the, on the horizon. Uh, the fourth thing is what I'm calling uh, social experiments, for lack of a better word. Um, social experiments, and that's similar to the thing I did on Palm Sunday, trying to bring the church to people. Um, I'm in, um, another example, I'm talking to some local grocery stores um, about setting up a communion table outside of the store on a Saturday and offering communion to people uh, who are coming in and out of the store, right? Like ridiculous stuff like that, that I'm really excited about just uh, trying to create ideas to bring church to people. And then we'll blog about that, uh, do some videos about that, that kind of thing as well. Maybe even get on the podcast people that I might be able to interact with. Who, who really knows where it will go? Um, again, stuff that we'll figure out down the road. And then the last piece is um, an online small group. Um, again, a way to bring church to people um, is to bring it to people in their computers and in their phones, the places where they're spending their time. Um, we're going to be going through... Um, some like different books of the Bible, um, maybe like just say the book of Philippians, and we'll kind of go through Philippians um, together as a as a group, 
and we'll do it over video chat. So Zoom is like a video chat software where you can get multiple people on at a time. Uh, we'll all be sitting in our own homes or own coffee shops or whatever, and we'll talk through um, whatever passage is assigned for that week. And what I'm thinking about is that the, the group will run maybe for five months and then take like a month off. And in that month off, you can either not come back the next month, maybe you're busy, maybe it just wasn't for you, whatever, um, so you're done. Or you might want to come back again and maybe even bring somebody else with you so that the group will uh, grow. Uh, so that's uh, small groups. And that will probably start in the fall. Uh, I'm thinking that it'll probably start um, in September, but I will give you a more definitive time frame um, for sure, probably on the blog. Because again, it's July 13th and I'm recording this. You will probably be listening to it at the end of August. So right around now, uh, you can expect for there to be some more direction with um, all of these things, probably in a written form on the blog, because the next podcast that will be out uh, will, will be the first like official uh, what if talking through some kind of um, passage of the Bible. So again, two questions we're exploring. What if there are ways of understanding the Bible that are different than how we usually do? And number two, what if there are ways of bringing church to people instead of trying to bring people to church? We'll explore it through a blog, uh, podcast, YouTube channel, social experiments, and um, an online small group. Um, down the road, you know, there'd be other stuff that's going to be kind of uh, coming along. You know, I have some ideas for some um, t-shirts I want to make that I'll be able to sell online. And, and that's to make a little bit of money only because um, this, this stuff costs money to make. You know, it costs money to host the website. It costs money to uh, host the podcast. So just to try to get those fees covered would be um, a really cool thing. So some t-shirts probably coming out down the line uh, with some cool sayings on them um, and stuff like that. So um, anyway, that's that. That's the story of the What If Project. Again, uh, I am in Mars Hill, North Carolina right now in a Comfort Inn hotel room um, recording this on my phone and hopefully the quality will be halfway decent. Um, I was on Doug Paget's podcast today. He asked me what the What If Project is about. I gave him a super short synopsis and it was like so off the cuff and I was so uh, nervous because like I'm talking to this guy who like I read his books and I think he's really cool and so I was a little bit starstruck as well uh, but it was really fun and uh, I just wanted to come back here and while I'm all hyped up about it uh, share it with you um, here on July 13th you're listening to it sometime later uh, but anyway thank you so much for listening thank you for your support and your love and um, I'm really excited to share more with you down the road. Uh, so have a great morning, afternoon, evening, and uh, grace and peace and love to you. Bye-bye. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? I thought it was. Uh, thank you again so much for dropping by. Um, if you liked this, if this was like your thing, if you're like, man, I just I can't wait for the next one, uh, head over to iTunes for me. Um, you can go there, you can do a little bit of a rating on a scale from 1 to 10, what you thought, you could leave a comment, or if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to this, uh, go leave some feedback, it will be helpful for me, and also we'll give other listeners um, who are thinking about tuning in just an idea of what to expect 
uh, when they do. Also head over to whatifproject.net. You can see all the blog posts there, kind of a little bit again, a little bit of a brief intro as to what this is about. There's a link to the uh, YouTube channel. And there's also a link where you can go and sign up for an online small group that's going to be meeting uh, mid-September through mid-November. We're going to be studying the Gospel of Mark together. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to meet uh, through Zoom video chat, and we're going to get everybody online. We're going to share our thoughts, our ideas each week, maybe share communion once in a while, pray for each other. Um, it's going to be a really, really good time, and I would love to see you there. So again, thank you so much for dropping by. Hope this encouraged you, challenged you, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.